gifts from God only came from church. But the more that I live, the more I learn. It's not always the way it works. Sometimes you don't see it till you're looking back. When it looking look, put down your heart back. When the big plan that is one you had, you didn't work out. And aren't you glad? You take a look around, it ain't hard to find. Everybody's got things that money can't buy. If your ones you love are sitting right beside you, then I'd say you got a lie. There's things in life It's raised from his hands And raising kids on a piece of land Little peace of mind When the day is done Where you think that comes from That's gifts from God It makes you thankful for the hills That we climb for the waves That we ride for the lows And the highs and the wrongs made right For the songs we sing For the dreams we dream Make you thankful for when you take a look around, it ain't hard to find. Everybody's got things that money can't buy. It's the ones you love sitting right beside you. Then I'd say you got a lie. Best things in life are sweet from his hands, like raising kids on a piece of land. A little peace of mind when the day is done. Where do you think that comes from? That's gifts from Every day is a gift, gift from 
give thanks for the grace that comes from above, the grace that we do not deserve, but yet you freely give. Lord, too often that we might feel like that wretch, or we might look out and see that other person and and think, Lord, this world would be so much better if they weren't here with us. But Lord, we are all in your image. I'm in your image. The folk gathered here are in your image. Those outside these doors and those that we'd rather not be here, they're also made in your image. So remind us, remind us that uh, to judge ourselves with, with scrutiny, but help us to judge others with grace, with mercy. Help us to be that people that show that warm heart, that uh, whatever we walk through in life, we know that we don't go through it alone, but we go with the love of, of everyone in this congregation and God, we walk in your light. And so, Lord, this week, whatever we face, remind us that we walk in grace and help us to give ourselves the grace that you have poured out abundantly already. It's in your son's name that we have this hope, that we have this prayer. 
as we share in the prayer that your son taught us to pray by sharing in these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The person sitting next to you is made in the image of Christ. Go greet those in the name of Christ. seat. I want to invite uh, the ministry team to come on up for those of you who are in the house. Uh, I know it says children's time, but I'm going to add one quick thing in here. Uh, About once a year, we like to showcase some of the activities going on in the life of the church. And instead of me just reading them off, I want want you to say hi to the ministry team. Some I think might still be outside doing some stuff for the picnic. We got a picnic today at 1230, by the way. You're not leaving yet. All right, everyone say hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Nicole, what's in the, in the world of youth? Well, there's a lot of things going on in the world of youth. Um, we do a lot of events. We have Sunday school most Sundays of the year, and then we have youth group most weekends. Um, we're trying a new thing this year for Wednesday nights, just a safe space to come and be together and unwind from your week. We have um, retreats and mission trips. So we, sometimes we go away. A lot of time we stay close to home. This week is our first day packing backpack bags of food at the Meridian Food Bank. We love to do service projects whenever we can. And um, there's always opportunities to help kids feel safe and welcome and loved here in the church. And if you have any interest in being part of that or learning more about what the youth do, just let me know and I'd be happy to tell you. Um, I'm Cassie Collins, a children's minister, and we have a lot of fun things for kids. We have Sunday school on Sundays. We have very full Wednesday nights program. Well, not too full for more kids, but it's very fun, and uh, the kids love it. I love it. Um, then we have all sorts of events throughout the year. Our next upcoming event is the Fall Festival next month, and we have VBS and Easter celebration. Let's see, probably missed something. Pioneer Hub is our Wednesday night program. Church camp. Parents night out, thank you. Monthly parents nights out, which is throughout the school year, which is a lot of fun for the parents and the kids. <laughs> I like that. And then we also have a nursery, and Jessie's down there right now with kids, but she wanted me to remind you that the nursery is open during communion, and we need more kids down there, so you need to... I don't know how she said it in her service. So you can go make babies or go find some babies. Exactly. But, uh, I didn't really want to say it like that, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, so zero through four in the nursery and then four through fifth grade in the kids program. Thank you. So the church I started about 15 years ago uh, had, had a lot of young families. And I remember looking out one Sunday and seeing nine ladies pregnant all in the first two rows. And I thought, all I saw was belly. That's what I saw. And it's like, we're, it's baptism season. So uh, we're excited about kids. Can you all say hi to Lisa? Hi, Lisa. Good morning, church. Um, I am the minister of congregational care, and everybody says to me, what is that? So any way that you can care for people is what I get to do and I'm blessed to do every day. But I can use a lot of help from from all of you. So that could be as simple as 
uh, volunteering your time uh, once a month to go visit somebody who doesn't get to church as much. Um, it could be serving coffee on a Sunday morning. Did you know that that's caring for somebody? Just giving them a cup of coffee, it just shows love. And we have a lot of people that do that on a periodic basis. Not You don't have to do it every, every Sunday. So that kind of makes it a little nice. Um, the other thing that's coming up is we have a crop walk, and we do that just once a year. And you can, um, you can care for others by just walking or donating money. Uh, we have a ladies' retreat that's coming up in October, and um, you can just uh, be with other women if that pertains to you. But there are so many <laughs> different ways that you can give people TLC. And so if you want to know how you can get plugged in, just let me know. Thank you. Good morning. I am Debbie Jones. I am your Minister of Worship Arts. And Worship Arts entails almost everything that happens here on Sunday morning in this space. So I um, not only take care of all the music ensembles and everything that happens here, I direct the choir, I direct the um, handbell choir, um, I sing and work with the uh, worship team here. I also put together ensembles, duets, musical um, groups. We have a triple trio that sings, and uh, then we have our youth tone chime choir that is for grades 6 through 12 on Wednesday nights, so that would be right before your um, uh, time that you're going to be here at 6.30, and it's open to readers and non-readers, so that means if you read music, great. If you don't read music, great. We're happy to have you. We'll make it work. Um, And then we also have our children's choir that meets on Wednesday nights around Pioneer Club, and that meets from 7 to 7.30. They sing for the worship services, and then they also present a children's musical in the spring. Um, Your warm heart... uh, media team up here. If you turn around and look, I get to work with Jacob, our production manager, um, all of our slide operators, camera operators, all of the volunteers that take care of our sound system. They not only provide sound here for you during your worship service, but they also come on Thursday evenings and provide sound. And we have people right now over in my office that are providing sound for our online worshipers. I also um, work with the online hosts. So we have four or five that work in our online for every worship service that's broadcast here in the church. The other thing I also do is I decorate the church yearly. So um, that we have been super blessed with Elaine and Brad Carlson who have made these lovely windows. They've made the angels that go on the walls. And Elaine has kind of stepped down from that and just um, everything's in my lap. So it takes a lot of work for one person to decorate the entire church for Christmas. It would be lovely if I would have some extra helpers and hands. I'll tell you what to do. You don't have to know. You don't have to be a super decorator. But um, that, again, falls under my purview, and I organize all of that as well. So there are lots of places you can plug in. If you would like to do that, make sure you connect with me. You can email me or you can call or text. So thank, thank you. you so I'll be Jen today. <laughs> Jen, Jen's out. Get at, she's at Albertson's picking up the chicken for the, for the picnic at 1230. So uh, uh, I'm glad she's doing that. But uh, in, in, in her life, she has ongoing studies, Tuesdays, uh, long-running uh, lady study over Zoom, small groups, women's groups, activity groups. I'm just kind of reading here. Food center groups. <laughs> we are Methodists. We like our food. We have discipleship classes, spiritual gifts, five marks of a Methodist is going on now. Uh, 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 Lens Advent study studies uh, during those times of the year. Outreach opportunities. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Next Sunday, financial peace kicks up. Uh, Sunday evening, if you'd like to know more about that, ask me. I'll be teaching it Sundays here at 6 o'clock. But she does a lot of our uh, small group studies. She's putting together a few more uh, this season. And uh, she she preaches for me when I'm out of town or uh, uh, something like that. Uh, She is a pastor in training. Uh, I am happy that we still have her. between you and me, uh, she has been offered a couple churches over the years, and she keeps wanting to come back here, so, uh, so we're blessed with that. Um, but, uh, she's a pastor in training. We know someday she'll leave us, but we are going to use her talents right now for small group formations. 
we got some other groups uh, that meet in the church. Just real fast. Well, let's see if there's another slide. Oh, the United Women of Faith. Uh, they have all those activities going on. They do, they do some great stuff throughout the year. Uh, get plugged in with them. Uh, the United uh, Methodist Men, they also meet. Uh, they have breakfast, I think, this Saturday. Uh, so if you like breakfast and you like hanging around to the guys, uh, Saturday morning they're in the Family Life Center. Uh, the quilts, we got the quilters. Uh, they do great stuff. They do on Wednesdays. Uh, they put together a bunch of quilts for all these different projects. And then I, just our building is used. Pastor John, when I moved here two years ago, he says, you're going to drive by your church. You're going to see a ton of cars and you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> because so many groups use this space. And this is just a, just a, a, a tiny bit. Uh, from committees to scouts to, to, to Christmas activities, Narcotics Anonymous. The food bank uses our space. Uh, we have a fit and fall proof. Is that right? Fit and fall proof? That meets on uh, two days, two days out of the week. We should call it a fit and don't fall group. Uh, they, they do a lot of exercise. Uh, anyway, our place gets used, and we just want to make sure that you get an opportunity to get plugged in somewhere. Uh, there, is a, there is a place for you in the Warm Heart Church. And there's a place for kids. Well, uh, before I get to the kids, uh, let me get Margaret real fast. Margaret, come on up. And while she's coming up, can you all say hi, Margaret? She is the chair of the Staff Parish Relations Committee, but she is also uh, up here with another hat on. So the last time we had a bazaar was in 2019, and it will be happening on November 4th this year, and I'm going to need some help. Um, The bazaar, you know, we've been going to this church for a long time, and the bazaar was always something fun and family and you know, it was just a moment for all of us to gather and to support our church. Um, I'm looking for volunteers. I'm going to have sign-ups at the picnic this afternoon, but I'm also going to have them just outside the door. Uh, I'm looking for people to make soups, make pies, bake goods, uh, um, to come help set up, work in the kitchen. I, I have a lot of needs. I just need help. <laughs> so if, uh, if you're interested, if you have some time, please come help. Uh, and thank you. Thank you, Margaret. And this is a time and place for kids, so I want to invite uh, the kiddos that we have here today to come up for a bittersweet children's time. Kids and kids in heart. Oh, here we go, another one. Thanks, Josie. some news. Today is my last Sunday as a children's minister. And we get an aww. Aww. Yeah, my mommy's not doing too good. She's sick and I'm going to be helping her. So that's going to take a lot of time. But I'll still be around and get to see you. But just want you to know how much fun I've had with you and feel like you're my kids. I love you and I'm going to miss you. But I have some great news. Miss Malia is going to be the new children's minister. Thank you, Abby. So she is so nice and fun and amazing, and you're going to love her and have so much fun with her. So will you pray with me so we can bless this ministry? Dear God, thank you for the wonderful opportunity to be the children's minister at Meridian UMC. Please bless all the kids in the program and Malia as she takes on this position. And please continue to bless and grow the program or the children's ministry at the Church of the Warm Heart. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And before you go, school. before you go, before you go, you're not going to get out of this too easy. So stand on up, Cassie. This is Kathy Newland from the Staff Parish to present with you a, uh, just a token of our appreciation. Thank you for the last 18, 20 months of work. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Seriously. Cassie brought the program back from... Uh, from COVID when we, 
we, we really didn't have any kids. Uh, I know. Uh, we see some on Sundays, but we really see a ton on Wednesdays, and we're hoping to, to bring some of them back to Sunday. But uh, the program is really, truly growing, and we're excited that Malia is, is joining us. Can you all say hi, Malia? Hi. Malia. Yeah. And good luck. Blessings in the, in the years ahead. Awesome. Thanks for coming down, guys. Thank you, Cassie. And as they go off to Sunday school, we're going to put the offertory at this piece before the sermon. Uh, and while we take the offertory today, I believe we have a song from the, from the worship team. But let's receive the offering. Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the 
morning. Our first scripture is Exodus 20:15. You shall not steal. Um, the next one is 1 John 3, 4 through 7. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. Thank you, Lisa. So it was 25 years ago this month, I was a fresh new pastor, Omaha, Nebraska. Now, we were leery of living in the big city. Stephanie and I, we were both small, small town folks, so we lived outside of town in another little hamlet about 20 miles away. But I was doing a project that required me to go to the library and check out some materials. This is a before internet days. This is before Google. We had to actually go to the library and look for stuff. And so I went to the big, scary library in Omaha, found the book that I wanted, and I went to go check out. And I said, hey, I need a new card. I'm brand new to town. And they said, great. Uh, let me see your license. Showed them my license. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't live in this city. You don't even live in this county. You're not eligible to be a part of the library system here, which makes sense. And they said, for 60 bucks, you could join. I'm like, 60 bucks? Oh, that's too much. Uh, my local library, little, little tiny library, didn't, didn't have it. <laughs> the book I was looking for. Uh, So I I went back to the church and I told another pastor that we had three pastors at this church. Talked to another pastor, Chad Engelmeyer. I said, can I borrow your card? He said, sure. And he gave me his library card. So I went back to the library, same afternoon, found the book where I hid it before so no one would take it. And I went to another checkout dude across the way. Someone someone different. This is before self-checkout too. So I bring the book up, got a smile on my face, and not my card, hand it over. And he says, Chad, you have a $10 fine on your thing. <laughs> that before I could check out, you, you need to pay 10 bucks. All right. All right, Chad, you owe me on this one. So I bring out my wallet, bring it out like this, hand him a Hamilton. And as I'm handing him the cash, he says, oh, and by the way, your card has expired. Can I see your license? Which he can see right here that I have. He can't read it, but he knows I have it. And I don't know what else to do except freak out. So I back away. Money. And I walk on, and I walk on out, and as I'm walking out, he goes, hey, you're not Chad Engelmeyer. Hey, you're stealing from the library. <laughs> the guy kept my 10 bucks, by the way. He did not apply it to Chad Engelmeyer's card. Uh, but that was the day that I got busted by the Omaha Library Gestapo. That's what happened. I, I wasn't stealing per se, but I was... It was under false pretenses. I get that. It's a misdemeanor in Omaha. And just now, the statute of limitations has run out so I could tell the story without, <laughs> without litigation. But we've all stolen something. Sometime. Or at least most of us have. Somewhere along the way. Maybe it was before we understood the idea of property and, and, and payment. And for some of us, it's also an ongoing slope to run against. I would ask you to raise your hand to ask if you've ever stolen anything, but we haven't got to the lying commandment yet. That's next week, so we'll, we'll see. Thou shalt not steal. Moses comes down with the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments. And this is the one that we all kind of agree with, for the most part. 
you know, there, there's a time to lie, right? This, honey, how does this make me look? You lie. You're supposed to lie, right? Uh, there's a time to kill. Ecclesiastes says it, doesn't it? There's a time to kill. There's a time to, uh, to heal. I know it's in the Ten Commandments, but to protect my family, or maybe if I'm serving my nation, there's a time, right? But stealing, stealing, uh, that one, that one uh, we're, we're pretty much on board with. Well, Pastor Mike, what about food if you're starving? In, in our country today, you really don't need to steal for food. There are food banks, there are churches. We will give anybody a bag of food. Our nation is filled with generous, kind people. If you've got a sign out there that will work for food, trust me, I will find a job for you. Uh, I, I, I got weeding to be done here at church. Come on, come on by and we'll, we'll give you some food. Of all the commands, we kind of agree with this one the most. But most of us have also broken it somewhere along the line. So as I was playing with this idea, just three quick ideas came to mind. And the first is this. What is yours should be mine. What is yours should be mine. That's what we think of when we think of theft, right? Of stealing. Taking something that belongs to someone else. Shoplifting. One of the most common area of thefts out there. Shoplifters, no intent of purchasing their goods. The old five-finger discount. I remember a study that said, uh, for some... 89% of teens say they know someone who shoplifts routinely. 66% of teens have said that it's one of their best friends that has stolen something. Translation, I'm not, translation the, the kid, that you're, you're, the, the friend that comes into your house, chances are has no problem picking up something. And it's not teens. I'm not just going to pick on teens. Older adults, we're on the rise. We are on the rise for stealing. Time, uh, Time Magazine than an article about the rising cases of shoplifting by the elderly. Shoplifting takes place at the end of the month and goes down at the beginning of the month. Do you know why? Social security checks come. Social security checks come, shoplifting goes way down. Toward the end, of, Some of us have more month at the end of the money. Got to make ends meet, right? You know when you're walking through the stores and you see that little bubble up there and you know there's a camera and you're wondering, are they watching you? Uh, Target did a study a while back. Uh, do you know who Target looks at for the, uh, through their cameras? They watch the employees. Theft by employee far outweighs theft by people walking through the stores. They check the cashiers. They check people walking through. They check the people in the back at the warehouse with the boxes. Got a, got, a, got a good friend who sits, uh, sits at one of those desks. She goes, it's, it's amazing. $5 here, $10 here. What happens? Uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was at a food cart a while back. Food cart, and you, know, you give the card thing, and they give the card back. And uh, they're, ty- they're typing it up. And I just barely see that there's a tip option. And I see that they hit the $20 or 20% tip. And I watch them for like three transactions, bam, bam, bam. And they, they're not asking for a tip, but they're just automatically clicking it on the, on the thing. What's yours is mine. Bank robberies are up a little bit. There was a local one a while back where the, the bank got robbed through the drive-thru. They caught him a half hour later because they saw the getaway car. But I, he, he wanted to get caught. That's what happened. But uh, what's, what's yours is mine. People cheat on their taxes. Uh, there was a story a while back of uh, a business owner had a, had, a, had a million dollar warehouse, but he paid an arsonist $10,000 to burn it down. So when the arsonist pay, burned it down, the guy claimed you know a million dollar loss for insurance, but he also deducted $10,000 on his taxes to the arsonist. Not the brightest guy on the planet, right? Uh, other examples, these are, these are just out there. Uh, there's a nonprofit in the area, I won't say which one, gives a $10,000 scholarship to a kid to go to school. 
Where do they get that $10,000? They get it from the parent of the kid who got the scholarship. So the parents give $10,000. They get to write off $10,000 on their taxes, but their kid gets the scholarship. Does that make sense? Yeah. So just, ugh. Uh, this is a fun one. Uh, I don't know if I should put it on YouTube or not, but uh, a buddy of mine, uh, I won't say his name, Eric, uh, he uh, had, had 200 Christmas cards to mail out. Didn't want to pay the postage. What's postage nowadays? 67 cents? 66 cents. Anyway, he didn't want to spend the 130 bucks for 200 cards. So when you do an envelope, you know what you do, right? You put, you put where it's going right here, and then you put the return address up here, right? He swapped them on all 200 envelopes. So when he dropped it off without postage, what did the post office do? They sent it back. Ah, yeah. Again, small town, the postman says, it's not illegal, but don't do it again. <laughs> right? The IRS once got a letter. <laughs> you, you never know what you're going to learn at church, right? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take notes on this. These are, this is very rewarding. Last year, the uh, IRS got a letter. <laughs> Uh, it just said this. Uh, last year I misrepresented my income and I feel so guilty I can't sleep. So here's $100. If I still feel guilty, I'll send in the rest. <laughs> what is yours is mine. So we could talk about a thousand different ways that people steal. But we know that it, but the fact remains, if you take something that's not yours, you're guilty of a crime. And more importantly, you're guilty of sin. Second one. Uh, I was going to make this the scripture, but it was just way too long for what I wanted to do today. But maybe you know the story of Jesus and uh, telling the story of the, uh, um, the road to Samaritan. Uh, Samaritan Road. Uh, robbers. Man was going to Jericho from Samaria. Fell into the hand of thieves. They took everything they had. They left him for dead. But in the story, Jesus doesn't talk about the thieves who robbed him and beat the guy up. He talks about the people who walked by. Three people walked by the guy lying almost dead in the ditch. A priest, a Levite, and a Samaritan. And the priest and the Levite, probably for religious reasons, but also for selfish reasons, they just walked by on the other side and let the man, let the man bleed. But the Samaritan... Just so you know, Samaritans and Israelites didn't get along at the time. Samaritan took care of the guy, took him to, to go get help, paid his copay for his health insurance, and he was the hero of the story. And Jesus rebukes the priest and the Levite because they were also stealing. They withheld what they had and they refused to share. So instead of what's yours is mine, sometimes we steal by saying, what is mine is mine. And we are Scrooge. Jesus does not like Scrooges. You have to be smart in how you give. You have to be smart in how you care for others. But we are to be a blessing for others. The priest and the Levite, they all had an opportunity to share, but they were too busy. They were too important. They were, they were, they were too something. This is not a rich thing or poor thing here. Some of the stingiest people I know are rich people. Some of the stingiest people I know are poor people. Some of the most generous people I know are rich people. Some of the most generous people I know are poor people. It's not a money thing. It's a, it's a heart thing. A few years back, I was, I was talking to a, a family that came into my office. A different church, different, different thing, a different place. And uh, he worked hard. Eight hours a day, you know, 50 weeks out of the year. But he'd come home at night. we got two little kids at home. He'd come home at night, uh, 5.30. He's in his pajamas, and he's on the, uh, he's, he, he is, he is Xbox in this thing. Okay? He is doing Call of Duty, which I, I'm not against Call of Duty, but he is neglecting his other duty. His, his, he's vaguely aware that he has children. <laughs> and for five hours, he just does nothing. I earn my money, and I deserve... And he's, he's, he stole dad away from the kids. Okay? Go, go play your games, that's fine. But you all, we also have responsibilities to uh, 
to the people around us. What's mine is mine. I'm going to spend my money how I like. Sometimes we steal from ourselves. Uh, A couple people in here might be on Social Security nowadays. Some of us uh, have a few more years left uh, to save. Uh, if If you've still got like 10, 20 years left before retirement... Take a look at your next Social Security statement. You can, I think they come once a, once a year, and you can download it too. Find out what you're going to get from Social Security. What's the average check nowadays? Help me out. Is it like twelve to fourteen hundred? Does that sound about right? Am I in the ballpark? Twelve to fourteen hundred. Yeah. So if you're in my age, let's say you're my age, try and live on that. The government that is so well known in how to how to balance books, they'll take care of me. Ah. Uh. Take care of yourself. Don't steal from yourself. Get, get ready. Because retirement's coming. Right? The average household income is about $70,000 a year. So in the next 10 to 15 years, that's about a million bucks. A million bucks. And most of us have less than $1,000 in the checkbook. Good luck living on social insecurity. Third, third reason not to steal, is the one we generally overlook. As Lisa read for us today, all sin is against God. That's the definition of sin. What separates us from God? Whatever separates us from our creator. If I hook up my water hose to my neighbor's house while they're on vacation, not only is it hurting them, but it also hurts me. Something inside of me dies just a little. Here's an example that's probably too personal. I was about 14 years old. And uh, we, had, we had a sock drawer in our house. Uh, there were three boys and dad. And we were all the same size feet. So we all had just, instead of trying to figure out whose socks was whose socks, we just put them all in one drawer. And that was the community sock drawer. Does that make sense? Yeah, we were, we were poor, so we had a sock drawer. So that uh, but my dad had his wallet in the sock drawer. He had a wallet in there just like this, and it had $20 bills. Now, in 1980, whatever it was, uh, it was a little bit of, little bit of money. He was, he was a laborer, but he, he saved up some cash. And anytime we needed money, we would ask, Dad, Mom, can we have, the band's got this thing, or the track team's got this thing, or the basketball team's doing this. And, uh, they were generous. But I remember, I... I the band's going on a trip, and they're going to the mall afterwards. And I wanted, an, and do not judge me for people who grew up in the 80s, I wanted an LL Cool J tape. <laughs> Some of you know who LL Cool J is? Yeah, bad. I wanted it. And I knew that, if, hey, Dad, can I have 20 bucks to buy a tape for LL? I knew the answer. So I didn't ask. And I went into the sock drawer. And I took out $20. Never told him. He died 10 years ago. I never told him. If if, if I'd asked for forgiveness or anything like that, I know it's coming. I know the grace is coming. But how I know that it was wrong is because I knew it at the time. And 36 years later, it still bugs me a little bit. That's the problem with stealing. It hurts someone else. And it hurts you. Having that on my shoulders was not worth 20 bucks. And I liked the CD, but I didn't like it that much. CD. It was a tape. Tape cassette. All sins against God. And when we walk that line, when we, when we think, you know, it's just this one time or it's just okay, that wedge gets a little deeper. And we lose our innocence. We lose a little bit of our character. We lose a little bit of estimation, esteem in the eyes of the people around us. That's the effect of sin. Thank God, and that's a prayer. Thank God that that grace is greater than whatever sin I can do. That grace is greater than whatever you are carrying right now. Just 20 bucks and it still weighs on me, right? I don't know what else that we collectively have in this room that we are carrying. But Jesus said, take, 
Take your yoke. Give it to me. So you can walk in love. You can walk in grace. Too many times we, we, we give Jesus our yoke. We give him our problems. Here, Jesus, here's our problems. Here's, our, here's my pride. Here's my insecurity. Here's my guilt. Here's my shame. And we put it on the altar. And then after the end of the service, when we walk out, we pick it up on the way back out. You are forgiven. Come with a clean heart. Lord, I don't want that wedge in my life anymore. I don't want whatever it is that I'm carrying anymore. Leave it at the altar and walk out. If you don't, you are stealing a little bit of love. Like like love that you could have. Let yourself have the mercy and grace that he provides. Thou shalt not steal. What is yours is mine. What is mine is mine. And when we rob from others, we rob from ourselves. And when we take something that's not ours, we lose something far more valuable, something far more precious. In the balance sheet of life, we lose. Who's, who, who, who thinks they're going to be here next week? Awesome. The sermon is thou shalt not lie. So uh, we'll take a look at that. I hope you'll join us. And the family of God said, amen. Let's stand and we are going to sing our closing song. Beautiful one. And let me tell you, you are the beautiful one.
I hope you stick around at 12.30. We got the, uh, the picnic in the park, bounce house and all that for people of all ages, children at heart as well. Uh, but we got chicken and we got food. I hope you join us. May the God that brought us together today go with us now and forevermore, that as we celebrate this time of harvest and of fall, that we find God's love walking along our path. Amen.